there, I'm Leslie Goodburn. You're listening to the Purple Rainbow Pancreatic Cancer Podcast. In the podcast, we look at pancreatic cancer across its impacts, outcomes, and future treatment and support. We'll hear from patients, loved ones about the reality of the diagnosis. We'll hear from surgeons, oncologists, and nurses about the work they do to support people who are affected. We'll hear about the wonderful work done by researchers to find a breakthrough in understanding and treatments for the future. We hope that as a result of the podcast, you'll learn more about the signs and symptoms, about how this diagnosis affects the family, about the hope for the future. Thank you for listening. Charlotte and I look forward to you joining us on our journey through pancreatic cancer throughout the 30 days of November with contributors from across the world. The Purple Rainbow podcasts are produced as part of Seth's legacy in memory of my wonderful, kind, curious, funny husband, Seth Goodburn. Welcome to today's episode. I'm Charlotte and today I'm chatting with Lauren Maggs. Now, Lauren is a PhD student, which means she's got a brain the size of the universe. She's at the Babraham Institute in Cambridge, which is joint with Cancer Research Horizons. So I began by asking Lauren what her PhD is about. And don't worry, Lauren talks to me in a way that I understand. So if I understand what Lauren's saying, you'll be understanding what Lauren is saying. So my PhD focuses on signaling pathways, not specifically in cancer. So I sort of have two parts of my PhD and one is very sort of fundamental biology research and the other part is where pancreatic cancer research comes in. Um, So I focus on a signaling pathway that is or the driver of many signaling pathways which is how cells talk to each other and, and that is an enzyme called autotaxin and I'm hoping that Orsotaxin is going to be my only science word um, because my link with pancreatic cancer is that I'm working with Cancer Research Horizons and their collaborator, Ian Chura, who have a drug that targets Orsotaxin. So I have some sort of fundamental biology research on Orsotaxin and then I have I'm doing some research on orsotaxin in pancreatic cancer and working on this drug molecule that targets orsotaxin, IOA289. And IOA289 is in phase one clinical trials. So I'm not doing anything with clinical trials. I'm working on the preclinical stuff and that is all trying to work out exactly how this drug is working in pancreatic cancer. And that is in pancreatic cancer cells. Um, And what is common in all cancers, but even more prevalent in pancreatic cancer is that cancer isn't just cancer cells. There's lots of cells around cancer cells. and in pancreatic cancer, sort of the tumour is about 20% cancer cells and about 70% stroma. Of that, that word is just all the bits that aren't cancer cells. And 
what we're doing is looking at how autotaxin plays sort of interacts within that system. So autotaxin is made by cells and secreted. So either of the cell types could be making autotaxin. And in we're finding that in pancreatic cancer, it's actually not the cancer cells themselves that are making it. It's the all the surrounding cells, the stromal cells that are making autotaxin. And then autotaxin makes a different molecule and that causes the pancreatic cancer cells to grow. So we're looking at how one cell type in pancreatic cancer is, that's not actually a cancer cell, is causing tumor cells to grow. Has that made sense? I feel like I've it has yes thank you <laughs> i appreciate these are sort of, these are conversations that are normally way above my head so um thank you for for picking them into 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 languages that i get so it's about if i'm getting it right it's about yeah. how you, you said it yourself how cells are talking to each other yeah and what these particular cells are doing to create this enzyme and why and how that can be used in pancreatic cancer, is it treatment or or finding it or discovering in, it? Yeah, in pancreatic cancer treatment, we know this drug molecule when you give it to mice, which have are uh, act as a model for pancreatic cancer. We know that this molecule reduces pancreatic cancer bur- tumor burden, um, and we have a good idea of how that might be working because we know that in cancer you often have more autotaxin and that creates more signal to make cells grow. And we know that we're seeing in cells that in some way you are getting autotaxin producing a signal and that's directly stimulating pancreatic cancer cell growth. But we're also seeing that autotaxins are acting on all the cells around the pancreatic cancer to make them make something else that causes pancreatic cancer cell growth. And we don't actually know what that something else is yet. So one of the things we're trying to do is work that out. So we know it works and we want to know, and we know it's acting not just on the tumor cells, but also that sort of 70% of cells or a a big subsection of that 70% of cells around the tumor cells. And if we can get a, better idea of how that works that might bring up potential future targets as well okay i'm not a science person but it's almost like being a detective isn't it doing all this research yeah it is it's it's really exciting it's a really exciting phd project i think i'm quite lucky with it it's not um and when i started i didn't know this is where it was going and it's yeah it's been I've been really lucky that this is what I've got to work on and working on something that's sort of in clinical trials is very exciting yeah it there is it's it's a confusing project at times and so yeah we are trying to piece together all the little bits of evidence to work out exactly what is going on and and we have a big screen coming up to try and just like drill down and work out what our sort of mystery factor that we've got might be yeah and i guess that you know if you sort of figure out that mystery factor it it opens up doors to more projects more research the next step isn't it 
I know when I've spoken to a lot of people doing research, doing clinical trials, all that sort of stuff, one of the things they say is these are very long games to be playing. This is not necessarily, you know, it might be just one clue in a big, big picture. Is that accurate for you? Um, on the fundamental side, it is. But I think for because we're actually working on something that has gone into people um it feels like it's much more immediate. I think I have a lot less experience than the other people at the uh, clinical trial side, and I spend a lot of time working with researchers who are still at the, the, the most early stages. So I, I actually feel like the point we're at feels very exciting. So at least with autotaxin and iron as drug molecule, that is... That's much further along. Um, but yeah, these things, the sort of the fundamental research of what might this mystery factor be and all the other things, those are, yeah, that could not be anything or in 10, 20 years time, that could have been the biggest thing ever. That's really exciting, isn't it? it you, know, yeah. the, you know, you could be on the, the edge of something. So, you know, it could be really, really useful. So talking about being really really useful what does all this research mean for for patients and for and for medical staff as well well hopefully for patients what we're really hoping for for patients is this means improvements on current standard of care treatments and we will see that as this clinical these clinical trials progress and hopefully what we've seen in the mice where we can reduce tumour burden, we can reduce tumour burden with this drug. And what is really interesting, well, this is also a drug that is sort of already delivered, so it's quite an easy therapy to get. Um, And it currently hasn't shown any toxicity in the first phase of the clinical trials and seems to be working quite well. But... Yeah, how that then goes on to impact medical staff and down the line, I don't really know. That's um, allowed. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's funny. It's a, it's it's all sort of like a bit of a black box of mystery to me. <laughs> so, how did you get into doing this as your as your PhD? How did you? Because I know you said it wasn't necessarily going to start out this way. How how have you got here? <laughs> so, I applied to my PhD to work on this molecule because I really wanted to work on a PhD in cell signaling. So the how cells talk to each other is really interesting and effectively pretty much all signaling pathways just work by like little bits of a puzzle that fit right together and at the end you get the right message. Um, when I was looking at PhDs, I thought I... I found that really interesting in undergrad and I was like that is that's the area of research I want to work in and I found this project and I've done some sort of more chemistry elements with it as well and I'd done chemistry in my undergrad so it all just sort of fell together and and then it sort of just happened I think some people might go out the way to pick a project that has a sort of industry partner. So Cancer Research Horizons is like an in, 
registry branch of Cancer Research UK. And it, my project sort of just happened to be joint with them. And they are sort of just on the same site as where I do my main PhD project. So I sort of walk between the two buildings to do some do different bits of work. And about the same time that I started my PhD, Cancer Research Horizons originally developed this drug molecule we're working on and they licensed that out to iInsura. So I sort of joined about the time that everything was getting exciting there. And yeah, and then I just started, you're supposed to go to them and work for somewhere sort of between three and 18 months, but it's actually worked out that I've been, yeah, as I say, popping back and forth. Um, and working on this project because it's been very exciting and I've wanted to be more involved and do what we can with it. Um, but I've really just fallen into pancreatic cancer research and, and cancer research to begin with because it's not just cancer that autotoxin is implicated in and it was really really fundamental stuff that I started working on um, so I, I don't know I've had a sort of a mini a very quickly progressed through sort of different stages of research in the just the four years that I've been doing it or I've not done I've not progressed the research but I've got to see sort of very different stages of it whilst I've been there and obviously you're busy working on this going to be getting your your PhD what's next for you probably I I think I'm moving out of the lab um, and I really want to do, I'd really like to do something that I get to stay really, really close to the science um, and this project and the translational element has been very exciting um, and there are, there are jobs out there where you can sort of help um, researchers who have something that really needs to be commercialized and sort of help them work through that and get that to a point where you can start take it from fundamental elite research and work out actually how can we commercialize this and make this useful and apply it to the real world um, and I think that is something I would really I'm really interested in in doing yeah that sounds again it's one of those things isn't it? it's scientists and we all do everyone who works in an industry have your own language you have your own little short codes and all, all of that and then it's applying it to a different world or a different part of the world is is a challenge isn't it yeah and I think there's people are doing doing research and want to just keep doing research and so they need they need help going okay let's take it and apply it and commercialize it and make it something that the world can use so that is yeah something i'm really interested in doing thank you so much to lauren for taking the time to talk to me today fascinating what she's getting up to fascinating what is being looked at and how people are getting interested in the field of pancreatic cancer research as always, the podcast will be with you throughout uh, November every weekday, so Monday to Friday. So make sure you uh, follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And of course, you can go to purplerainbow.co.uk to find out more as well.